When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tell me. Yeah, no. You know when you're Do you take your own advice? I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. Oh. I don't. You, you try and trick me? The, I didn't think it looks bad. You should see the footage. Dare as we compare. Let me know okay. if you're watching this. See, it doesn't even barely... So much of my power is derived from these beautiful lips. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Katie. I'm Sean. Howdy do. We're here to talk about all sorts of things so relevant. So many things. Yes. It's sweaty today. I tried to find out, so uh, my mom and I wandered over to try to find the guy, the owner of the dog who bit Roxy. We were unsuccessful. He was nice enough to like wait and see what happened and try to, you know, and said, oh, I just live over here around the corner. Well, there's like six houses in this round the corner situation and I've gotten rid of two. We know two are not it because <clears throat> they don't have that kind of dog and we know. Um, So that leaves four. And based on what I could see, it looked like there was three possibilities. And I knocked on one of the houses and no one was there. And the other one, the guy came out and he was not the guy. So now we're down to two, I guess. I like seeing your brain work. <laughs> You're quite the detective. And when you start applying your I should have just knocked skills. on all the doors and been like, do you know who has the boxer dogs? Right. <clears throat> but it's just an awkward situation. Basically, the law in Texas states that if your dog or if your property is damaged by someone else's property or is it by someone's pet? I don't know. I'd have to read the thing again. But right. essentially, they're responsible for the damage done to Roxy. Right. So we just want to get that bill taken care of. Mm-hmm. It's like 260 bucks. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of money. That's a car payment. And he so. was, he, I, I think he knew that was going to come. Like yeah. he was like, Hey, I just live over there. Let me know what happened. You yeah. know? So it's not like he was a jerk or anything, but I don't know where he lives. <laughs> so reveal yourself. You stand outside just yelling. I know. Mike, where are you? <laughs> Boxers. My, my mom, we were trying to make the dogs the dog bark. bark. I know. Well, the one house that we ended up knocking on. So I was like, it must be this one, just like process of elimination. And then when we hit the doorbell and started to walk away, we heard one dog bark. And I was like, that's not the not house. It. Because if one dog barks, all dogs bark. We all know that. That's mm-hmm. just basic math. Basic dog math. <laughs> the dog math. Seven <laughs> is equal to one. <laughs> but if I think we've already told you guys, Roxy's healing fine. She doesn't even know what the she big deal great. is. She looks great. She just has, has like a little tiny. She has the slightest little scar on little her schnauzer. Really. Scar. Yeah. Scarface. Scarface. Now we'll call her Scarface. Yeah, she's like she's a, rough. A, a, cu- a Cuban drug dealer in Miami, named Roxy. <laughs> Scarface. You tell your friend, get her I a kill a communist for fun, but go for a green card, I'm going to cut him up real nice. Mm. That's, that's Scarface? Yeah. 
There's so many lines from that movie. I love Scarface. It's so good. I don't good. think I've ever seen it. Al Pacino is amazing in it. I know. He's so, I mean, there's He's a reason why. amazing in general. Every rap album, not every rap album, but most rap albums, they quote him at some point, you know? Well, he's a badass. Yeah, he's a very... Very dangerous bad man. Very dangerous man. <clears throat> anyway, but she's all fine. Yeah, she's great. So, hey, you have, and I guess by extension of you, but you have a wonderful audience. We have... Mm-hmm. Well, no, but you, you've built a, a really... You know, I think that's one of the neat things about uh, being able to create content and then put it out in the universe and you never know what comes back. Mm-hmm. But you released a, a difficult video today, just mm-hmm. a, a life update. I, I hate even calling it that, but sure. Just... Just it a per- is. It a is personal, an update, a personal update, right? And the outpouring was was fantastic. Um, people a lot are of, so kind. Yeah, I, I I received messages from people on Instagram saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, if you talk to Katie, just uh-huh. let her know that I'm." And I just I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. There's so many nice people out there, and even uh, our friends and family and stuff. People on there mention, you know, your yeah. sister called me. Right. Well, if you see someone having a hard time, I made her cry, and then I felt bad. Uh, I'm sorry, Kim. Apologies, but yeah. anyway, but, um, uh, yeah, everybody's been people. really sweet. Yeah. I just, I have a weird, it's weird. I have this like internal dialogue where, first of all, I don't really like doing it because I don't like crying on camera, and I'm always like, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Lies. Um, but then <clears throat> it's like the the channel's not really about me feeling, and like I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like people are here to get support, and then. But why shouldn't I be able to receive it also? I don't know. It's this internal battle or battle royale. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the the easy thing for me to do is go on the internet every week and, and make a goofy video, right? I, I'm just goofing and I never really talk about anything difficult. Yeah. But when you when you are vulnerable like that, boy, that, that's got to be one, scary. Mm-hmm. And, and two, you know, you, you don't want to be bashed. If you're having a yeah. hard time already and no one, no one has been mean in the comments. I haven't seen anything. Well, I don't, nice. I don't really get nervous about that anymore because our audience is so wonderful and we've known them for how long, but I think it's just the like vulnerability hangover meets. It's like, it brings it up again for me. Right. And so, and then the, I don't want the channel to be about me or people to think it's just me being like, Oh, my life is so hard when I know other people have it worse. Um, but yeah, everybody's so lovely. So in short, you guys Thank are the you. best. Thanks You're the best. Thanks for making my wife stay today with those mm-hmm. nice comments. Yeah. Oh, high fives. Okay, Sean loves a high five. <laughs> Awkward <laughs> moment. Throw a high five high in fives. there. High fives all the time. Right, right, right. Um, what else do we have it's to It's humid talk today, about? and mm. I feel the Texas summer are coming. I feel the summer coming. It's coming around the bend. Right. I ain't felt this sweaty since I don't know when. <laughs> I shot... <laughs> armpit stains in my shirt just to watch me cry when I did my laundry. <laughs> Terrible. And I can't write a good song. Keith Richards, I was uh, watching him uh, recently because mm-hmm. he, he has an Instagram account uh-huh. and it's just tidbits from interviews of him. Uh-huh. But he he's become like this sage, uh, this this person who has all this wisdom to impart. And it's really interesting to hear him talk. And well, he is an older guy and he's been around doing what he's done for a long time. Seen you know? many things. And he said, sure. I believe that most people are able to write a song. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone has at least one or two really good songs in them, I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. Most people don't polish that rock until it's a gem. You but know, it takes work. Yes. Even um, we've been talking about this recently because Rick Rubin, who was on Lex Fridman's podcast. Yes. Lex. And Rick Ru- Rubin, we've seen multiple times in Santa Monica back in the day because I think he lives in that area, I'd assume. Um, 
and it's the thing that I loved about Santa Monica where you're like, are they homeless? Are they famous? It's all the same. Nobody dresses up. Nobody really cares. It's very Benicio casual. del Toro, I thought was a homeless person. <laughs> Susan Sarandon, oh, I thought, thought was, a she was a homeless person. person. Until she picked up a very expensive dog off the ground in front of REI. Do you remember? Uh-huh. And, and then Rick Rubin, if you don't know, he's such a zany looking character. He's, His hair is, he's like balding or baldish. He's got like a horseshoe of baldness, but he just lets wild. the gray hair come straight out and he has a really long beard. And he's like, I don't know, five, eight. And he was with like a six foot model woman with like children. Oh. Remember they had the yeah. little kid. He had his little kid's hand and she yeah. had one in a baby carriage. And I, I was like, who is that? Sean was like, oh my God, it's Rick Rubin. And we saw him a couple other times. But anyways, that doesn't matter. It mattered to me, man. I was so well, no, excited. I'm saying he was on, what I was getting at is yes. he was on Lex Fredman's podcast talking about, because if you don't know who Rick Rubin is, just look him up because the amount of music he's been involved in would just blow your fucking mind. Um, Everything from Johnny Cash to Beastie Boys, Tom Jay-Z, Petty, Tom to, Pe- yeah. you name it, Slayer. I mean, he's all, done it all over the a smorgas all over it's amazing to adele 21 if yeah. you like adele you know what's classy adele, adele. <laughs> um anyway so he was talking to on lex fredman's podcast and we were just talking about this because you were referencing the stone and polishing it into a gem and we were talk. uh he was talking about how until he and the artist both agree that it's like the best it can be there's it's like you're not done yet then you shouldn't like be recording it. The music shouldn't come out. And not that we do this with video content or anything, but I think it is something to like part of the creative process. I think part of the struggle for online creators is there's no time to, to polish things because people are like, go, go, go content, content, content. But there is something nice to taking time with a project and waiting until you feel like it, it's really representative of, of you and what you want to create and, and then putting it out. You know, that's really really cool yeah i i agree and maybe that's some of the charm of social media created like native social media content where it's just thrown out there and it's really raw yeah because people like raw like punk rock music is raw well it's i think when it comes to social media some of that's more relatable like the video that i put out today wasn't edited (laughs) like it's just a, a brain dump slash verbal diarrhea as we call it um And so I think there is something to that. But I think sometimes when you're working on a real creative project, like even my friend Shane, uh, sometimes he'll have these ideas. And I know he has a bunch of them probably going right now of different videos that he'd want to create, but they're not ready yet. You know, and it's not like they have to be perfect. I think maybe I misspoke. So it's not necessarily about the the creation being perfect. It's about feeling that it's creatively where you want it to be. Where you're like, yeah. And that might be raw and not edited or not cleaned up or having the audio be a little in the background, like it's a record, you know? I don't know. If you have the time to listen to the podcast, I highly recommend it. We'll put a link in the description below. There's a couple of things that stood out to me. One, I want to just address really quickly what, mm-hmm. what you were just talking about. But overall, the way Rick Rubin carries himself in this conversation, like I was aware that he's a cerebral guy, but, and you know, he's a little bit older, so he's, he's, he's had different seasons in his life, but man, if I could be. He'd be one of the people you'd invite to dinner. Do you know what I mean? Those people oh. you put at your dinner table. There's random people. People are always like, oh, Jesus. And I for don't know, sure. Michelle Obama or something. But You're more like Rick so, Rubin. Yeah. I would love to have dinner with him and, and talk to him about <laughs> music or just observe the guy working. Yeah. But like just pushing the berm in the background while he was pushing the, the sliders. Worker, worker. Yeah. <laughs> but more so about how he carries himself and how he in a podcast can sit there and 
delivers such a strong message. So many really important key things that he talked about is so even keeled. And, and it was like hearing a wise Buddha talk or something, you know? Well, he didn't get the thing I found interesting is he didn't get emotionally charged about stuff. He would just talk about it, how it made him feel. Or it was interesting because I'm a lyric person. When I listen to music, I'm all about the lyrics. But he was saying that when he first started doing what he does, which is essentially producing music, right? That's what he's called as a producer. He was doing it in college in his dorm room. And he was like, lyrics didn't matter at all. It was rhythm. I, I focused on the rhythm. And if I felt like it was catchy, like I liked it and I wanted to move to it. And it was like moving to him. Then he got into... It was something else. It wasn't, um, was it the beats or the, I don't know if rhythm would be different than beats. Oh, melody. Then it went from rhythm to melody of the music. And then he's like, and now I, you know, there are times I think lyrics are the most important thing. And he's like, and I've kind of shifted, but I always, he's like, it's just, I always go back to rhythm. And it was just interesting to hear his take on music. Anyway, if you're interested like I am in, in music and I like to hear about the creation of music and how people think about different music because he's produced so many different types yeah, across genres. Um, it, it was really interesting anyway. And he was very calm and he was very uh, easy to listen to because it wasn't like you were trying to digest everything all at once. And Lex, <laughs> Lex is an, an amazing interviewer and, and always is like really prepared. But I think he was even like overwhelmed by the amount of stuff he wanted to ask him because Rick Rubin's, you know, a fucking genius and an amazing human. Been he's been a part of so many amazing albums, and he, I get this a lot, <clears throat> and I even do this a lot, where you get excited and you ask a bunch of questions at once. And Lex asked him a bunch of questions, and Rick's like, "You just asked me like five things there, um, but it sounds like you want to answer it because he's kept talking, and it was so perfect. It didn't come off as like rude, or nope. he wasn't being, uh, he wasn't upset at all. He was just grinning. Like, do you want me to answer? Like, I don't know." And Lex laughed and I was like, oh my God, that happens all the time on interviews. You know, I've done it. People will do it to me. But he just came across as so like, like warm, thoughtful, yeah. putting you at ease. And he, he said there, there's just so many gems in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And part of it was the dissolution of ego while listening to someone else so that you mm-hmm. don't try and steer the conversation which is what i do all the time like i'm such a spaz on this podcast and i not bully on purpose but like i i just prattle off and no you're not a spaz i don't i think that's that's not fair you're not a spaz but you do because we we struggle with this even working together sometimes where you you insist on your point being heard even if we're like moving past that and so it's like uh not a bully but I can't think of a better word to describe it where it's like you want to force that point and sometimes that ends up making it harder to like just move forward through whatever. Yeah. And and he <laughs> talked a lot about the power of listening mm-hmm. and that's how he works with all these complicated artists. Well, from like, all how do you manage trauma. the egos? Right. Well, that's it. And, and and then what I thought was really interesting was Lex asked him, hey, with all these great albums do you, and they were playing the Beastie Boys, which is one of the first albums that he did. I mean, and it's, Sean, like it's like one four. of Sean's favorite bands. Yeah. He says, do you listen to this? And and you could see it was taking him back, you know, mm-hmm. through through the years. He'd and, like close his eyes and like just like move with the music. Yeah. And but they're playing yeah. fight for your right to party. And and he's kind of laughing and, and not that you're you're not happy with your work. But, you know, it's so long ago and he probably mm-hmm. hasn't listened to it in a while, but he knows it intimately. And and I think Lex at that point asked him, 
do you listen to this and, and, and do you wish you had done things differently? Like, can you go back and change it? And he said, no, because when I'm working on a project, when I'm done with it, it's complete. It's, it's where it needs to be. And I don't want to revisit and mm-hmm. retool it. If it was right in the moment with the musician, as well as with him. himself mm-hmm. as the producer, you have to trust in yourself and it's done and then move on. And you can't go back in time. And otherwise then you're just beating yourself up over things like that. And it, um, for anybody who doesn't know, I don't watch my videos when they're, once they're out, I don't like rewatch them unless they're, I guess the caveat to that would be sometimes if I'm revisiting a topic, I'll watch the older video to mm-hmm. see what it's about to make sure it's not just a repeat that I'm like offering new information or a new take. But even then I cannot watch it all. I like it's so uncomfortable and I don't want to judge myself. I'm like, Hey, at the time I thought that was good and that's what we created and we edited it and it's out and it's done. And I think you kind of have to leave it. Otherwise you just never move forward to beat yourself up. They touched upon, and I guess we should probably move on. Yeah. Uh, enough of that. Just they, check it out. If you're interested in what we're talking about, we'll put the link in the description, but now we'll move on to something else. Okay. Yeah. Then I won't <laughs> jump to it. Oh, you know, what was interesting. What? Remember how I spoke Italian last week? so well yes bippity boppity morena got back to me yes and she said the pronunciation was a little bit on the spanish side Mm -hmm. but the phrase was actually correct (gasps) great job sean good job 10 out of 10 well i think she's giving me an 8 out of 10 maybe but yeah i'm pretty much fluent in so now we can say (laughs) it's just like when i hit a home run home run in golf when i hit a hole in one in golf i should have quit and then you know you just drop the clubs i'm out so i spoke a pretty good italian phrase i'm out i'm out yeah, no, we watched the Masters a little bit because Larry's here and he likes to watch go- golf. And then promptly he was like, "I gotta go take a nap." <laughs> golf is exhausting. <laughs> and to we watch. were like, "I know golf puts so us to sleep too." <laughs> and the ball, the the ball rolls gently. It's moving towards the hole, and we're on the fifteenth green. Oh, I didn't make it. I know you're like, <laughs> I love golf, but I don't. I don't get watching it. You know. Yeah. Uh, I have cut out coffee, and I am on week three. Oh, really? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I don't know if I'll go back it, to it. Maybe. He hasn't cut out caffeine for anybody listening. That's not what he's saying. It's just coffee. Severely limited amounts of caffeine, though, at this point. Well, he Maybe. drinks the Celsius energy drink, and he also drinks the green tea uh, liquid IV. It has caffeine in it. That has caffeine? Yeah, they all do. Oh, I didn't realize that. So, sorry. Well, I guess I, <laughs> I've gotten rid of the uh, the dark <laughs> coffee liquid, but I've replaced <laughs> it with another I didn't I know that. No wonder I felt so good. I'm like, I don't have a headache. <laughs> I've got all this pep in my step. Ooh, we have a... I think each packet is like a cup or two of coffee or something it says on the outside. Yeah. I the thought caffeine. it was just electrolytes. No. Oh, man. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know? I don't feel a difference. I'm not a jittery like I am with coffee because coffee was making me anxious. And jittery. that's totally fine. But you can look at the package. It'll tell you. We have a food suggestion from our audience. I I was going through the comments earlier. Oh, yes, yes. Amanda. (gasps) She says, also, if you want to try the best sandwich. Yes, I do. I do. Katie, Amanda wants you to layer some gherkin pickles. Oh, (gasps) yes. Sold. Gruyere (gasps) cheese Mm -hmm. and Swiss cheese mm -hmm. on a split baguette. Oh. Then toast it under the broiler Mm. until the cheese gets brown and bubbly. Mm. So yum. I'm going to try this because we that have. sounds amazing. And I think we do have and, lots of chiz. Yeah. I got the chiz. Thank you for that yes, advice. Yes, thank you, Amanda. Um, I love all those things. And that sounds delicious. And it kind of reminds me of that bakery downstairs from that hotel we stayed at in Paris. Oh, yeah. They always had pickles um, either that would come with the sandwich or in the sandwich. And it was delicious. Nice. I think for future episodes, I'm going to bring my laptop in so I can pull up my notes if I need to. And I'll just put them over there. 
Okay, whatever. Yeah, because I'm trying to look, and I'm, I feel like I'm looking down. I'm not looking well, at you. Well, just hold your phone out. <clears throat> well, I guess I could do that, too. <laughs> if it's not working there. Okay, excellent. Well, that's about it for, for the moment. We're about to have a baby in our family. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were dropping a bomb on me. I'm like, No, I had a baby shower. Uh, I mean, it was via Zoom, which... You know, it's never as good, but I got to see all of our family and our extended family because our nephew and his wife are having a baby. Yeah. They put in a lot of effort into that. They really did. I, Amanda, I would assume. It was put a slideshow and interactive and these, games. Yeah, these games. And it was cute because you got to kind of see a couple people. You could scroll through the whole list, but like I could see who was on and like you get to see her mama and her cousins and her um, all of her bridesmaids who we knew. For, you know, we met him at the wedding and then your sister and her friend Tina. It was just fun to be to see people because we usually go back to Montreal at least once a year, but we haven't gone in three years. Yeah. Well, no. That's not true, too, because we went in October of 2019. Right. At least we got like got one in right before. Yeah. The curtain came down. It was like no more. COVID ruined everything. The ice fence. <clears throat> they built that ice fence. It was actually very expensive COVID testing on both sides. And we were like, Ugh. right. But your sister thinks, well, that's been removed. That part. Um, so that's good. So it makes it more affordable because it was like $157. Each way. Yeah, for testing, you guys. It was insane for a while. And then they'd open and close the borders for a while. There was also that. that it was like double fun. Dutch. You, You're like, can you get in? Can you get out? I don't know. Nobody's going to know. You might have to stay here forever. <laughs> Which Christina. What are some of the double Dutch songs that you'd sing with that? Like uh, <clears throat> Miss Mary Mac, Mac, Mac? Is that no, one? I, I don't remember. Oh, all right. I'd have to really think. I don't, we don't have time for that. Yeah. But um, anyway, and Christina even told me. Was it Duncan, her friend Duncan? I think I forget. But so one of her comedian friends got stuck in Canada for like an extended amount of time. No, it was um, Never Nude. Who's the Never Nude? Oh, Dave Cross. David Cross. He got stuck there with his family for a long time, like three months or something, or just way longer than they had anticipated. She was like, don't go. You'll never get back. <laughs> so um, and we're going to see her on Wednesday. Yeah. Get to go see that show. I'm so excited for her, her show to be on Netflix. Yeah. Actually, by the time this comes out, it'll have already happened. I was going to say, if anybody sees me there, no, or us at the show. Oh. I was going to say, if anybody sees us, say hi, but this will come out after the fact. Womp, womp. Oh. But yeah, go, if you have a, if Christina P is in your area doing a show, I encourage you to buy yeah. a ticket. Best comedy show I've ever seen. She's so good. So. And Chase O'Donnell, her opening act is great too. Yeah. She's really funny and she plays a guitar and she has a really funny song about people pleasers. I don't know if she'll do it at the show, you know, because she's got her different things. But I, I really uh, connect with that on a deeper level. <laughs> okay, should we get into letters? We can. Or do you have more on your thing? No, one last thing. Yeah. My morning was ruined <gasps> as I pull up my emails here. Why? Absolutely ruined. And I did it to myself. Well, actually, not that I did it to myself. So but dramatic. What's happening? I know. I woke up and I looked at my phone as I always do. Mm -hmm. And I, I just have to stop doing that. And I think I have to stop doing it before I go to sleep too, because I read the news. I don't know why you do that. I know. Right. And I've been doing this for so long. And I think I've talked about it on the podcast before about looking at my phone before I go to bed. I got to get out of that habit. That one may be more difficult to break, but this morning mm -hmm. I'm just bringing up really quick. I'm not going to get into the details of what happened, but there was an attack in the subway in New York, in Brooklyn mm -hmm. on the subway car itself and the footage that was Oh, I can't. O it was on the news. And I was like, gotta look away. Look away. I'm already overwhelmed it by the war. It was so disturbing. And the... Yeah. And, and so I. I can't. I, I sat there after like looking at 
several clips. Like I, I just went down the rabbit hole, clip after clip, different angles, people's phones, too much, subway huh? doors opening. It's you're traumatized almost. It's Holy why I talk about like crap. the connectivity in my book, Traumatized, Sean, that came out last September. <laughs> just kidding. No, but I, the connection go. can be too much. It, it was really overwhelming. Like, and makes me want to cry. You know what <laughs> was really strange, though, because I saw it through Twitter mm-hmm. as well as in the news. But when I was looking at Twitter, Twitter then grouped two other violent attacks that had nothing to do with this attack mm-hmm. in, in its sequence. So I don't know if they were just like trying to like, oh, if you like watching this, you're going to It might be part this. of their algorithm without, you know. I watched a Mexican cartel gun down some guys outside of a store. I was like, why are these two videos playing back? But anyways, it's a lot. It was way too much to wake up to. And obviously other people had worse days than me. No, but that's a shitty way to start your day. Fuck. So I, I, I texted Bonnie and I said, hey, I hope all's well because she's uh, often in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. She lives in Manhattan, but um, her, her studio was there. And she's fine. She's out in East Hampton. I don't think her studio's there anymore. I think she said she's just out in East Hampton now. Okay. I think That's right. So. You're right. Because right. we talked to her. I asked her. I was like, oh, do you still have that place in but, Brooklyn? And but she she's like, often out there because she friends. She has and friends and, and she could have been in that. You know, it's too. Ugh, so terrifying. to anyone who's in Brooklyn, uh, first of all, I hope they catch that. I know they're still idiot. Like, how did they not? I don't know if he got away on the train tracks. Or I don't. Anyways, yeah, no, I, I didn't get into the story because it was just too much. So, so, what I have to do? I hope everybody's okay. Yeah. Like, if you know any of you out there, I know we have people in our community who live in Manhattan and Brooklyn and those areas. Yeah. Be careful. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop looking at my my phone for mm-hmm. like one hour from the time I wake up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and do this, whether it works or not. I'm going to get up. I'm going to start my day, get going so that this pollution isn't rattling around my yeah. brain about, you know, humans being unkind to each other, to say the least. It's and maybe that will help me not be a, a, a rattled mess first thing <laughs> in the morning because I was sitting at the computer and I couldn't focus. I, I, I was like, it's overwhelming. Well, I just kept replaying what I saw. Anyways, that's all. Yeah. So it's emotionally um, overwhelming. If you catch me looking at my phone in the morning. You, you catch you outside. Take the yeah, catch me outside. <laughs> take the nunchucks and do oh, your, nunchucks. My favorite nunchucks. Um, I think in general, you getting on your phone in bed is pro- is like probably not the best. Yeah, I know. Because I think like it because if we, if you ever get up in the middle of the night to go pee, it kind of stirs me, and then I'll be like, oh, I'll go pee, and then you're on your phone, <laughs> and I'm like, how about instead you just let yourself go back to sleep? Because yeah. I like close my eyes. I like barely walk, like feel around to the bathroom. I sit and I pee. My eyes go. I get up. And then I go back to sleep. I like this is no. no Not time. me. I'm like prime time to check the news, see what's happening in the world. <laughs> really, really relaxing at 4 a.m. <laughs> Fuck this and dry cough is I terrible. I know COVID sucks. Thanks COVID. Okay, we have a speak pipe to kick it off. Are oh, you ready to? Let's do. Can this. we switch gears from the pit of despair? Yeah. Let's uh, instead of like never nudes, never news. Well, I, I need to be informed, but but just not within the first hour. Yeah, I think being informed. Can yeah, maybe a half hour when you're, we're already up and only on the TV or something, or just look at the headlines and don't get into the details, or especially the video footage because now it's that we too have much people live with their documentary phones, from I know the, it's, it's terrifying. That's how I feel the the Ukrainian war. I like can't I feel so helpless and to watch it is devastating. Okay, we're gonna move on. We have a speak pipe from our Italian correspondent Marina. Oh hey, since we're you were already about talking you. about her, <laughs> and here we go. Oh, it's it's loading. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
okay. I'll cut the dead air. I'm going to get out and get back in. Okay. Because I don't know why it's... Hello, Sean and Katie and OTDN Universe. This is Morena from Italy. Hi. I usually don't send voice messages, but I really like the idea of listening to all the different accents from the community. Also, I work for an international company, and when the boss from England comes over, he's always driving mad, trying to understand where my accent comes from. Because he says, I don't sound neither Italian nor English. So, here it is for you to guess. Thanks again for all the entertainment. Have a great week. Bye bye. So, Marina is saying that uh, her accent is not Italian. Is that, I, did I hear that correctly? I, I don't know. To be honest, she'll have to give us a little more clarity. But it sounds like the boss from the UK says he can never tell where she's from because it doesn't oh. sound Italian and it doesn't sound British. Okay. I think it sounds Italian. There is this woman that I used to engage with from YouTube or maybe Google. And she worked on, um, randomly, you guys, she worked on the that little bar that will come up if you search for suicidal content or depression content. That little red bar that used to come up that says, please contact, you know, 741741 because they partner with the crisis text line. Anyway, there was a woman that worked for YouTube who was part of that program. And so I talked to her all the time and she was Italian. And I think Marina sounds just like her. But, you know, I don't know the backgrounds of everybody. So I wonder if it's a regional accent you know if, if italians have regional Could like be. coastal people mountain people because i would assume the mountain people are they sound well just like any country Swiss kind of uh, but i could be wrong i don't know yeah i don't know um even we have a member of our community in zurich and her boyfriend is from germany mm-hmm. and the swiss german versus the german like i think high german I'm not sure. I, uh, I'm probably saying it wrong, and I apologize to this person. But she was saying how when she talks to her boyfriend's family, she feels like like their country cousin, and she's like, "I hate my accent. I like I want to just sound German, but instead I have oh." And I'm like, she speaks like four languages, so I'm like, "Yeah, you're doing great." If Marina is not from Italy, uh-huh. I'd she like is to, from Italy. Well, no, originally she's, she's, I don't know. Yeah, and she's that sounds like Italy. an Italian first name, it, it, but yeah. maybe. Maybe they're maybe born in Amsterdam, mm. you know, but I, I'm going to Marina, I'm going to go with the fact that I think you sh- I think you're Italian. She's an okay. Italian lady. Um, but you let me know if we're wrong. Please tell us more. Inquiring minds want to know if you want to send in a speak pipe. The link is in the description below. Yes. Thanks for writing in or sending in a speak. <laughs> writing in. Thanks for speaking in. Thanks for speaking in yeah. Marina. Okay. We have a uh, correspondence from our, uh, what's it called? The rock and roll. He's in charge of rock and roll. Ambassador of rock and roll. Is it ambassador of rock and roll? Also our historian. Our historian. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So. The Austrian rock god himself. It's Christoph. Hello. And I'm sorry that I keep forgetting the name of your, uh, I think it's ambassador of rock and roll of your title or your title really, not the name of your title. It is entitled, Forgot the Attachment do good and talk about it and dinner with an italian family italians it's the theme today is all about italian okay hey katie sean roxy and all otdm listeners and viewers i forgot the attachment in my last letter my bad but this happens to me quite a lot um that i want to send a file and then i have to send another email with the actual attachment. it happens to the best of us it happens to me all the time i'm like Oh, it's me again. I, I follow up with the email I and then know. that first line is real I, awkward. Ah, looks like the... Or I'll forget to... I'll be like, looped in so-and-so and I don't. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, actually looping him in now. Got too distracted answering all your other questions. 
So it's not just you. Anyways, I posted the link to our homepage in the comments of OTDM 105 and put the information on the Discord server. Okay, good. Perfect. As you know, there is a war in Ukraine and it is horrifying. Ugh, my nose. Itch it. Something. Ugh. Okay, sorry. Excuse me. Um, as Ukraine is closer to Vienna than the Western world or the Western end of Australia or Austria. I'm, I, I apologize. The coffee's not kicking in. But I am not afraid that this war could spill over. I am just saddened to see all of this suffering, you and me both, and all those hundreds of thousands of refugees coming to Western Europe. And then it opens my heart when I see how the people open their hearts and even their homes to accommodate those refugees, mostly women with children as the men stay behind to defend their country. Anyways, I don't want to go into politics here, but as a band, we decided that the proceeds from our gig will go to refugee aid. We don't get a fixed pay for the concert, but it is understood that we do a collection. Oh, gotcha. So I do hope that our guests will open their wallets um, that can donate a lot of money, as I've seen quite a few bands do now and is really hitting a nerve. But to add something more fun, shifting gears. When I was 16, my family decided to host an exchange student for a year. When anybody ever talks about exchange students now, I think of Michael Scott when he has that. Uh, I forget where their exchange student was from. But he stole his But he Levi's. stole all his jeans. He goes, I had to spend the winter in shorts. It was terrible. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. He left and took my jeans with him. He was an Italian from Sardinia and he learned German pretty well over this year. When his stay was over, my parents decided it would be a nice idea to travel with him to Italy to meet his family. Oh, that's oh, really that's cool. cool. It's also cool because Europe is so much closer. It's like easier. You know what I mean? It's easier travel. Closer distances for sure. Well, the member of our community that's in Zurich was telling me how her and her boyfriend are going to drive with their dog down to Italy and then over to Greece, take a ferry. And I was her. like, hang a left yeah i pulled up the map i was like what and then i was looking i'm like how long is that drive she's like about 10 hours we'll stop halfway spend a couple days and perfect i was like beautiful beautiful okay fortunately his father was also a professor for german and his brother spoke english very well so we stayed with his family and i remember one evening at dinner there was a heated discussion going on in the family and if you know italians they speak loud and with a lot of hand gestures. Our family was sitting at the end of the table and we were really getting quiet because it looked to us as if they would take out knives any minute. <laughs> You're like, this is escalating. <laughs> Finally, one of them saw this, turned to us and said, oh, we're not having an argument. This is normal. This is a normal, a normal Italian family discussion at dinner. What a relief. <laughs> it's so funny, family dynamics and culture dynamics, because well, we talked about this before, but one of my good friends growing up, Jamie, her family's more than were yellers and it wasn't like they were fighting. They just argued openly and more loudly than my family. We did not do that. So I was like, and like, like Kristoff, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to kill each other. Oh my God, this is, this is escalating. I saw that one time or the first time I saw that really uh, open argument, mm -hmm. the airing of the grievances, but it was Lamar's family. <laughs> Lamar's oh, yeah. uh, his his background. The, the family is Iraqi. Iraqi, and maybe boy, different culture. Boy, oh boy, uh, Arabs uh, certainly like to argue at the and it was all in good fun. Like the dad is laughing as the brother is tearing a strip off of the other brother. The mom is chiming in, and maybe someone gets swatted. You know, like a, <laughs> it was just pandemonium and i sat there and i was like this is kind of fun i dig it you know yeah it's just different but right certainly not how i grew up no me neither. not that we were quiet but the the, the arguing was real <laughs> <laughs> yeah if we're raising our voices there's a fucking reason i tell you what 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So he says, I have to admit going on travels is great, but the best thing is when you have a chance to be invited to the homes of locals. That is where you learn the most about their customs and culture. I agree. I think that's why we had such a difficult time going to the uh, Ibero Star Resort that was like all inclusive because it was like Americanized Mexico. So we didn't get to like eat, you know what I mean? Go yeah. into town and like hear about what people do in this area and does everybody work at the resorts or what kind of food do they make? Is it different because of where they're located? Because I know based on being even in California and now in Texas, we have like Baja type of food where it's like fish tacos, things have more avocado on them, um, things like that within like down the Baja. If anybody doesn't know, there's a Baja Peninsula off of Mexico. And then if we go over to Texas, they call it Tex-Mex where they have (coughs) queso and wet burritos, which means like sauce over the burritos. Um, And then there's also the Oaxacan type of Mexican food where it's like mole. You know, there's just different types of like Mexico is a huge country. So they have tons of different types of food. And anyway, when we were down, I forget exactly where we were, but I would have liked to have learned more versus eating what is the region really like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah certainly christoph the the idea of billeting with somebody or how staying with the locals is, is yeah the i way don't know go. what we called it because i did that in costa rica i stayed with the tika family yeah i stayed for rugby when we went to france uh-huh. when i was uh, 17 uh we stayed with families in the north in paris mm-hmm. and then th- that was only for two days i believe mm-hmm. and then the rest of the trip we were in the south of france mm-hmm. uh, in a little town called le bossé and wow, it was pretty cool to stay at someone else's house. But the the first day when we met at the the rugby field, the, the, you know, when the, you're back with your team, right? You're, mm-hmm. the, the the other kids went to school. We go to the the, the field and we practice, and then we're going to go around exploring. But we all the first thing everyone's like, "Hey, uh, can I ask you a question?" <laughs> you know, you're you're chatting with your pal on the team, and is the shower weird over it? You know, yeah. Do you have a shower curtain? No, I no know shower what? curtain. There's no shower curtain. But there's a shower head. So like, I don't know if how Europeans do, are magicians. How do you like, guys keep the water out of the rest of your bathroom? Yeah, for my next trick, I'm going to take a shower, but water's not going to get Or do they only take baths? Well, I was like, <laughs> they must have thought I was a filthy dog. Like, get out and shake it all, you know, like get everywhere. Because it's weird. Remember when we stayed in that hotel in London, it was like that. It had like that half wall or yeah. like a third wall. And I was like, how do I not have the water bounce off of my body out of the shower we put towels down there i am a a skinny little 17 year old and you know uh i learned a technique from one of the other guys on the team he said you know what i did i just crouched down to a little ball in the bathtub (laughs) and let the water hit me so i wasn't splashing her because he didn't want to be make a mess that's a good technique so i did it but the problem is is that one of the people who is uh, I think it was the brother. Someone walked in the bathroom while I was crouched down in the shower. Was like, he was these, like, what these is with Quebecers? Can- <laughs> these Canadians are fucking weird. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> you know? But, oh, don't mind me. <laughs> yeah. But, you you know, cultural differences. Canadians crouch when they shower. He probably thinks to this day. He probably does. People from Quebec, they, they, they get into these tiny balls at the bottom of the shower. Yeah. But their breakfasts were amazing. And, and I remember thinking, because the, the mom would pack us a a baguette, mm-hmm. some butter, and a uh, hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was awesome. Like a loaf of, of bread with butter for breakfast. Not a big one, like a small yeah, piece. Yeah, the little, like, and, you know. Yeah, a yeah. piece, a little loaf, and then the hot chocolate. But what I thought was strange was the creme de menthe oh, in yeah, the, the it's milk. Like a, it's like a liqueur, right? Yeah, but they'd, do, they'd put like this minty syrup in milk, and I was like. Oh, it was syrup. Ah. It wasn't like liquor. It was like this was syrup. 
Mm, I don't think it was liquor, but it could have been. I, I don't remember. Either way, it was a little minty milk. Yeah, I, I don't know why you were like mil- milk minty. Yeah. I don't Anyways, know. Maybe different. that was just how kids drank. You know, it was like a little kid thing. Like we do strawberry milk or whatever. Yeah, that was at the dinner table. Oh, but I love the flan. Oh, it's funny because I always thought flan was like a as a Spanish thing. Right. Well, maybe it is, but it was everywhere there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so flan much so that delicious. I brought it. I brought back a bunch of packets with me. Oh, packets. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, they do still sell flan in the grocery stores. How weird. Yep. Okay. But cultures are different. And it, it is interesting to bill it, as you say. I don't know. We would just call it, I don't know what we would call it. I forget. Now that you've said that, I'm like, you st- they'd host you, essentially. Oh, yeah. The host family. <laughs> but you stay with your host family. Um, yeah. It's, it's the best way to. If you want to host OTDM, I guess we're just beating around the bush. <laughs> hey, can we come stay with you? We've got some lights, a camera, a dog. You've got to be dog friendly. I don't know how we'd get her there. I don't want to put her in the base of the plane. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not. We're not. I'll put her in a baby Bjorn and be like, I birthed her. She's mine. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, one thing about Costa Rica and, and boarding there or billeting or whatever, um, she would make me breakfast every morning and she'd cut up a bunch of fruit and the oh. fruit in Costa Rica cannot be beat or has not been beat by anywhere else I've been so far. Just sweet, sweet, juicy. Just everything's like just the best the mangoes you would die mango is one of sean's favorites it's like a raspberry meets a pineapple unless you skip your teeth across the seed and then it's kind of fishy tasting so you got to avoid the seed at all cost well there's like this is the funny thing about a different culture almost everywhere someone had a plastic bag around a a mango seed and they were chewing on it on the seed Uh because it doesn't have that flavor oh weird i swear their fruit their fruit was magic and they had all these different fruits. We even had this like festival of fruits when we first went to learn about <clears throat> the different local fruits. And the the tree in the back patio of our like school was a passion fruit tree. Mm. It was beautiful. They're really pretty. Yeah. We had that neighbor uh, grow them before and I hadn't seen them since Costa Rica. So huh. anyway. Okay. Off on a tangent. I'm Christoph, sorry. Christoph. Brought, brought up all sorts of memories and all sorts of things. Um, okay says, oh, and the incident of Roxy with the boxer. This mm. reminds me that our dogs are not too friendly to strange dogs either. I guess this comes in part of the pack dynamics that they're living in. And a strange dog is an intruder. Maybe that is because there's three of them and she's just a rando onesie. Hey, guys, what's going on? I know. I know. Because she was just like, waggy, waggy, waggy. They bit her. But I remember many years ago with the old pack, we had a husky Malamute mix and a German shepherd. Beautiful dogs. Also hairy. Um, you just wh- picture Christoph with a, his long hair and uh, and a dog sled. Uh-huh. Mush. Mush. <laughs> On one of our hangouts, one of his dog, he has a white dog. Okay. And I don't know what it, you'd have to tell me, Christoph, what it is, but it wasn't like a husky or Malamute. It looked kind of like a, I don't know, like a lab meets a, you know, just a kind of a uh, a mix. Yeah. But all white hair. Ah, cool. Very pretty doggy. Okay. One day in winter, I took them on a long walk. But when I came around one of the corners, I saw a woman with a little dog, maybe 30 feet in front of us. The husky Malamute would ignore that dog, but the shepherd went crazy and started charging at the other dog. There was a street sign, um, and I hoped I could get the dogs to pass it on different sides um, so that I could hold them. But remember, it was winter. Instead, I slipped on the ice and had to let go of the leash. Let's just say that the little dog did get a beating from our German shepherd until I could get him off. I apologized to the lady and gave her our phone number in case she needed to go to the vet with her dog. And promptly she called just a few hours later. But I guess what really enraged her was the cool reaction of my girlfriend. Wow. 
Send us the bill of your vet and we will give it to our insurance. Yes, we have our dogs insured for any damages they may make. Um, it can't be that they attack another dog. It can't be they destroy something in their excitement. And yes, when I'm out with them, I cross the streets or even walk in a different direction whenever I see another dog. Mm. And hopefully I spot that dog before them. That And that's the thing is, I don't think this guy was in any way like malicious about it at all. He just didn't realize that we had a dog, I don't think. And they pulled him towards and he just kind of, he wasn't like ready for it. Right, right. He couldn't see them coming because Roxy was behind a fence, hidden. Right. So, um, so another long letter. And it happens, you know, these are animals, they've got instincts and, you know, as long as the humans are civil about it, I think that's good. You know, we're just gonna have to go knock on some doors and figure out who this person, where this person lives. Right, right. And that's kind of the awkward part, but I was hoping that someone would come to that door and then I'd just ask them. Um, Mm. but yeah, it was to no avail. Mm. Okay. So another long letter. I will check out your podcast on Spotify, though I enjoy it on YouTube. Ah. Greetings from Austria, Christoph. You can enjoy it wherever you enjoy it. There's no no problem. You know, listen and watch wherever you want to listen and watch. It's totally up to you. Okay. Moving on? Yeah, sure. We're Thanks moving. for writing in, Christoph. We're making our way. We're up to March 19th, so we're just about like three weeks behind. Are we falling behind? I don't know. I haven't scrolled back. I'm just, just making my way one at a time. Yep. Okay, this one is entitled... Ride into the danger zone. Highway Top Gun. To the danger danger zone. zone. Okay, this is from our amazing Toronto ah, contributor. What's up, Aaron? It says, uh, hi, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. Hi, Aaron. In episode 105, you were talking about the Top Gun, which is one of my favorite movies, and I've seen it so many times. When I was a kid, my uncle lived in a house that had seven or eight acres of land so neighbors were pretty far apart and he had an awesome surround sound system oh. and a big tv for the time and we would watch top gun with the volume all the way up and us kids would sit on the ground and it felt like uh, and it felt like it sounded like we were on in the movie itself it was awesome I still love it today. I can still quote most of the scenes that I've watched so much. It was also one of the few good memories with my dad. I don't know if I want to see the new one or the remake of Top Gun, because why would you want to mess with a classic? Mm. I always worry about that. Christina gave me shit for not watching the most recent iteration of Sex and the City. And I was like, I don't want to fuck it. I liked, I don't need another movie number two that was a total terrible flop and I hated it. I'm like, <clears throat> I just want Sex and the City to be what it was. And that's it. Leave it leave it don't mess with it hugs aaron the awesome toronto contributor what do you think about that well remakes i don't think they should remake or reboot franchises i always find that odd yeah like there's got to be so many other new better ideas out there right right so if it's a complete redo of a film i think that's a mistake Mm -hmm. even if you're just trying to freshen it up make it modern I i think it's odd uh they do that frequently with you know james bond let's say mm-hmm. and i i kind of lose interest in it yeah um well actually no james bond that's that's different that's a series well, you're like building movies. on it yeah, yeah. it's like it's a little different than like but like let's say the the incredible hulk how many times did they reboot it with a different actor there's like three different guys or spider-man yeah after a while you're like i'm so confused by what they're doing yeah however i think top gun is although spider-verse was cool but that was totally different yep but with top gun i think it's like oh uh, you know 30 years down the road so he's no longer the the young he's hot the shot teacher, he's I think, the teacher right? yeah, yeah. He, so he's playing the tom scarrett role i think it was tom scarrett mm-hmm. it's almost like a uh, cobra kai's reboot 
yeah. or the Karate Kid, I guess. Yeah, so they're not re- redoing it. You're not seeing a young Daniel son, you know? No, he, he went in to be a teacher. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, done correctly, sure, you know, for, for, for the young kids to experience. But uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of reboots. <clears throat> we'll leave yep. it at that. Okay. We have a letter from Tina. And it is has no no subject. No subject. Mystery letter. No subject. It says, hi, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM community. Hi, Tina. How are you? I hope that your 2022 is going well. It's been a while. November since I've written in, and I'm a bit behind in listening to episodes, but I will catch up. I saw that Roxy got hurt in a recent story that Katie posted. I hope she's doing okay and healing well. She is. Thanks for checking in. Okay. In response to episode 95. 95, okay. You asked if nicotinamide is good for us. Mm-hmm. I haven't done any research into this, but it, it but as it's a form of vitamin B and vitamin B is good for us, in short, I would easily say yes. Disclaimer, not a doctor. Um, oh, I don't, it says reference from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but it says SH. So I'm not sure. I've watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I don't know what that means. I don't know. Shh. I'll say shh. I don't know. Also, interesting, interestingly, smoking has been shown to decrease risk of Parkinson's. But again, shh, not a doctor. Oh, I know what it Nicotine? is. Now that I said that, shh, not a doctor. It's at the end of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's in the credits. Oh, Fremulon. Uh-huh. It goes Fremulon, then it goes, shh, not a doctor. Oh. And it's a little guy in a white jacket, a coat. Took me a second, Tina, but I came around to it. <clears throat> yeah, I would assume uh, nicotine, which has nothing to do with nicotinamide, I don't I don't think two, those are connected. Two separate things. Maybe they have a similar chemical structure. Could be partial, but, partially the same. But uh, wow, that's interesting. <clears throat> that is interesting. Something to do with Parkinson's? Is that what she said? Or Alzheimer's? Parkinson's. Okay. Smoking has been shown to decrease. There's nothing that smoking does positively, so that's pretty good. <laughs> One good thing. <laughs> for the antibiotic cure for Lyme's disease, you asked why I had to continue taking it even though my blood test was a false positive. When you're given antibiotics, we are encouraged to finish the course. Mm. I know they always do say that. You're right of antibiotics even if we receive a false positive or are feeling better so as to stop the illness returning or to reduce the risk of whatever bacteria from becoming resistant to the antibiotics i think that perhaps there have been studies that have shown that this won't necessarily happen but i've always been told to complete the full course of antibiotics she is correct i've always been told that too because if you don't do it it's like you're giving the bacteria in your body or something a little bit of it so it can fight back and so it'll recognize i don't know no i that kind of makes sense because if yeah. you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger mm-hmm. so in this case if you don't kill the bacteria it will get stronger shh, not a doctor but if you don't kill the bacteria all the way maybe you beat it up just a little bit and it comes back yeah and it's know, like I, bug. it's like i recognize like, this and then the antibiotic won't work later if you need it right too. right like, i don't know so, i was just regular bacteria but now i'm super bacteria because you let- did not kill me <laughs> Maybe we let Sue weigh in on this because yeah. she's she's. I don't our, know where the bacteria is from somewhere, <laughs> Eastern Europe somewhere. Bulgaria, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> the Bulgarian bacteria. <laughs> All the tough people come from there, I feel right? Like. Or from the Kremlin. The bacteria, yeah, could be. Okay, I don't know if you remember, but in my last letter, I wrote about a mysterious abdominal pain that no one could figure out a cause yep. for. Yes, I do remember, and that I was waiting for an endoscopic ultrasound. At that point, I had been waiting for five weeks. Was terrible. I finally received an appointment for an endoscopic ultrasound in January, three months after the start of this mysterious pain. While the MRIs and CT that had been done in October 21, 2021 showed an irregularity, the endoscopic ultrasound showed nothing out of the ordinary. God, that's exhausting. I hate when that happens. By the way, 
let me just say that if I ever had to get an endoscopic ultrasound again, I would be asking to be knocked out for the procedure. Um, for the procedure in January, I was fully awake and it was extremely uncomfortable and even painful. Sometimes you wish they'd knock you out. We just had another member of our community have a procedure done where they had to inject lidocaine and she, they wouldn't let her go out. She had to tell them if it was in the right spot and like, is this hurting? It's oh, like right. yours yeah. <laughs> where they're like, do you feel it? And you're like, hells to the yeah. No, but I can hear everyone. I can. You know what I can feel? I've got a sixth sense that there's nine other people in the Looking room staring at my, at my ass. I know. That was so weird. <laughs> and the way they even rolled you out, you were like on your stomach. I was like, bye, honey. Yeah. Take and care he, of him. He drew a smiley face and on I my waited ass in that, cheek. I waited in that little pre-op room. Yeah. Like almost like a cubicle kind of thing. I was like. I, I knew I was in trouble for that one because I was awake and I was face down. And when they rolled me in, I saw some very nice clogs. Fancy I couldn't clogs. see the person, but I was like, oh, nice it just came My out, shoes, you know, yeah. nice clogs. And the, the lady was like, oh, thank you. You know, and uh, I couldn't see anyone else, but I, <laughs> I turned my head and there were a lot of clogs. And what I, I was at UCLA mm-hmm. medical and there's a lot of doctors in training. There's a training, it's a training hospital. So uh, I was like, well, what's with all the clogs, you know? And I think I probably in the paperwork signed somewhere saying that they can observe. I think it's part of the, the, um, the disclosures, as but they call them. At the they should give like you a the, discount or pay you, you know. I mean, the, I always see it. And ask this fine. You don't you don't get to see for free, I said. <laughs> I always think of it as by me not not caring about that. Yeah. I'm allowing other people to get better so they can help someone else out. And right. I not that I assume this, but I do for my own like ability to allow for that to happen. It's like seen one, seen them all. Who cares oh, yeah. kind of thing. I'm not. Because even when I got, I went to my OB for my regular checkup, there was another person. She said, she's in training. Do you mind? And I was like, no, that's fine. Yeah. I was like, might as well let her, you know. And then it was kind of interesting to see their little procedure. And they asked me, I think, questions that my OB probably hadn't asked me in years because I'd been to the same one for, what, like 15 years. Um, going through the, like, you know, sexual abuse history, mental illness, depression, things like that. They asked mm. all sorts of questions. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad they asked this. Mm. But anyway, and then I told her as a therapist, she's like, can I take your card? And I was like, I'm not set up here. Okay. Back to the letter. Yeah. She's like, we have a lot of eating disorder patients. And I was like, I'm overwhelmed right now at the moment. Okay. So fully awake and extremely uncomfortable and even painful. Remember, we're there. Yes. yes. I kept gagging. Oh, no. Oh, no. And well, moving. And so the- <clears throat> I remember you had this done, but I wasn't in the room when they did it. And they knocked me out. Remember, I woke up and talked nonsense. But they, what is it? It's a tube mm-hmm. that goes down your throat mm-hmm. into your tummy. Mm-hmm. I think is that a camera? It's a little camera to see if you have ulcers. Oh, okay. And they also check out your esophagus and stuff. Right, right, right. So I kept gagging and moving and the doctor kept ordering the nurse to add fentanyl and something to keep me calm in my IV. Why don't they just knock you the fuck out? Fentanyl. After the procedure, I kept falling asleep for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. And then slept through the night. I was hoping the calming meds might help me forget the procedure, but alas, they did not. Mm. Rude. Rude. The pain seemed to have gone on its own, which is great. But the doctor said that if I experienced it again, I have to get it checked out. They said they wouldn't be able to, wouldn't ever be able to know what was wrong, but it could have been a cyst or something that was undetectable. Okay. That's crazy. The body's so strange. Moving on to 2022. In 2020 and 2021, it seemed that everyone was hoping that the following year would be much better than the previous year. We really did. And some of my favorite memes back in the day when COVID like kept dragging on was people on New Year's Eve going into 2020 like, yeah. And they're like, we had no idea. 
<laughs> what a dumpster fire we were walking into. Okay. Um, I think for me, 2022 has been a mix of better and the same slash slightly worse. Highlights. I don't know if you remember, but in my last letter, I wrote that my mom had been diagnosed with cancer. Yes, I do. I'm so sorry. She had a new CT in January and they reported that the tumor in her breast had shrunk by half. Hooray. It's like my um, Roxanne. Her t- tumor in her brain has gone down. It's like at least half the size. Wow. So she's like back to normal. <clears throat> um, they couldn't find the tumor in her lymph node. <gasps> praise whoever you praise to. And the... The METs, the metastatus in her skeletal system were shrinking. Oh, awesome. That was fantastic news for us. Hopefully this progress continues. Yeah. I also got my first car and love the independence that comes with it. I chose to get an electric car and I'm very glad that I did. I know, right? With gas prices. Right, right, right. With things going as they are now, gas and diesel prices have gone up about $10 per gallon here. Up to $10 per gallon. (gasps) Wow. I mean, what do they expect? For reference, a few months ago, prices were only $8 per gallon. That's fucking nuts, though, man. Low lights. Um, in in the war in Ukraine, I got a car loan and got COVID-19 after successfully avoiding all colds, flus, and COVID since 2019. Mm. Us, too. And, and I happened to get it for a few days before my birthday. We got it right, well, right after your birthday, kind the of. The 19th? But it was your birthday weekend. It's my birthday and I'll cry And I'll I COVID want. if I want to. Right. COVID if I want to. Um. Also, Norway, or at least my area, has opened up to be pretty normal. I've heard that from a lot of you in Switzerland, in Norway, and um, I feel like there's one more, but I'm forgetting. But somebody else had told me that they've just like, there's nothing. Well, yeah, maybe it's now it's endemic, right? We're mm-hmm. we're living with it. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know if anyone, I mean, not if anyone, but I'm sure some of you have seen what's going on in Shanghai, where they've locked up 28 million people. What? Yeah, the whole city was shut down. Why? And people were because COVID. Yeah, because COVID and it's uh, an authoritarian government, mm-hmm. uh, and they they have the ability to do that. And they had drones in the sky telling people <laughs> to stay indoors. Mm-hmm. They had drone dogs walking through the street, barking order. No, no pun, no pun intended. <laughs> drone but dogs. Like, no, but they were like, but yeah, like telling, telling people, people like to go stay back indoors, in. and you could only go out. I think for like a two hour window to get food. And that was the only thing food and go back to your apartment. It was fucked. It, you know, it was really fucked and disturbing footage, but was uh, the, a lot of people were sharing videos of them screaming from their apartments. And there's all these apartment towers all stacked around each other. And it was, it, it just sounded like complete pandemonium. People were losing their minds, you know, you can't lock. How long have they been locked up? Uh, what is it like a prison? That's what it feels like. You're in prison. Well, and that's why mm-hmm. communism doesn't work or government forms of government like that. You don't want too much government. Yep. <clears throat> so overreach. Okay. Yeah. So low lights, the war in Ukraine, yeah. and then also getting COVID. Also, Norway has opened up to be pretty normal and the restrictions at the hospital where I'm doing my PhD have relaxed more. Okay. Um, and she's saying that's a low. These are lows because she got COVID. And yeah. There's no restrictions. With things going on in the Ukraine, they released an article in the local paper about how people should consider stocking up on staples like flowers, canned goods, etc. But I'm a bit confused as to why they would publish that. When COVID happened, people panicked. I know that's the thing. It incites panic. Well, I think the reality, the stark reality of what's happening in Ukraine <clears throat> is that there's going to be shortages. Because everything's been disrupted. So the and economy's Ukraine's tanking. The, the, like uh, such a fertile land. It's like a breadbasket area, right? right? So they grow a lot you, of. You know, if you're a farmer, are you planting crops? Probably in areas maybe that aren't under attack at the mm-hmm. moment. But 
it's going to disrupt the food production. Yeah. So, there, so that's she's why like, I don't know why they published that. When COVID happened, people panicked, you know, and the yeah. evening of the first restriction announcement, stores ran out of yeast, milk and frozen foods, just like frozen foods, just like that. I understand being prepared, but when people are panicked, the stockpiling happens and there's a lack of things for others. I agree. I think they could publish it. And then, you know, how stores were doing this where they're like, you can get one of these or two of these. I know that that's like more control, but it's like rationing. And I feel like that might be what we need to do so that people don't stockpile so that there is enough to go around. But then then what do you do if you're like a family of 10 or some shit? Like go every day and get your ration. That's fucking nuts. And then that brings me back to like a member of our community had said how I think they wrote into the podcast, said other grandma said they could go to the store and they had to get their little things and they get potatoes that day and shit like that. Like, fuck, man. Your wartime rations. Yeah. God. I, OK. Out of, the spit, out of the pit of despair, I say, it says Norwegian lessons. Oh, yeah. Remember? OK, let's do She's this. Teaching us. As always, answers and pronunciation. Oh, always answers on pronunciation and meaning are in the PS. First one, Pavist. Pavist. But you might want to see it because I'm that's me pronouncing it. Mm-hmm. Bill. Bill. I don't know how else to say Bill. Bill. Like Bill. With Bile. Bill. Benson. Benson. Hund. Hund. Is that what you think too? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hint. How do we do? <laughs> a couple of these I believe I've included before, but I'm checking to see if you remember. Hund. I remember a hund being in there before. Is that a hound? But I don't know if it's und. A dog. Is it H silent? Underberg, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this was just more of a general update, but I'm hoping to have some stories that are a bit more entertaining for the next email. Christina. Thanks, Christina. Thanks, Christina. Okay, the PS. Give your mom our best. Um, I hope everything continues. Palvist. Palvist. I think mm-hmm. oh, we said Pavist, I think. Is confirmed or proven. Bill is Beal, and that's car. Okay. <clears throat> Automobile. Benacine is gas, the type you put in your car. So I have to get some benacine. Benacine. Okay. And, uh, oh yeah, the hund or hoon is dog. Hoon. There we go. like a hound. We're close. I didn't remember the other words. I got to be honest. (laughs) I know. The hoon sounded familiar, but I didn't remember. I'm sorry, Christina. I failed you. I failed you and you're, you're so lovely teaching us, you know, some Norwegian phrases and words. Yep. Ready? Almost ready. I do want to take a moment to acknowledge my uh, my tan. Oh, you wanted to break in between. I don't know the... if they can see the 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 difference. Possibly, I'm slightly tanned. I tried a product the other day, and it always goes poorly for me. <laughs> this well, we've is... had it for a while because I got it uh, back in COVID because I I was like I'm going to try to self tanner myself because I was you know we're pasty right. So See it by my arm if you're watching. I know I kind of glow. So this is Saint Tropez self tan purity. Saint Tropez. Oh, oh Saint Tropez. Yeah, okay, that's a but natural looking glow in three hours, or in my case, natural looking uh, sweet potato in in three hours. Wow, I was orange. Well, it's come it's come down though. Well, I I worried for many reasons. Number one is I got the face mist because it's easier to just spritz it. This is a gel. This is a gel with a pump, and it actually comes with like a little mitt that you're supposed to use. And Sean doesn't always read directions or isn't concerned. I didn't see anywhere on here that it said that it's body lotion, though. No, but did you read the directions on the back? It's too small. I got to get glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Can you read that? Really? Yeah. It mm. says, 
uh, ultra, achieve a natural looking golden glow in just three hours, clear, lightweight with no stickiness or transfer, uh, tropically scented, blah, 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 blah. But it tells you, um, do's and don'ts. Yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> do's and don'ts. So it was a doozy of a tan for a couple of days. It, it was, uh, I was mocked a little bit, but that's well, okay. he used his hands to put the gel on his face and he has a beard. He has facial hair. I was like, oh no. Like there were just so many things I was concerned with. I didn't let on. I was just like, oh, we'll see. I dyed said, my beard potato or sweet potato red. <laughs> got the gray hair right out. Bridge got get it right out. Just uh-huh. comb, comb in some Santropay. But I do like the color now a couple of days later as it's faded. It's in your eyebrows even a little bit. Is it really? And here a little bit more. <laughs> Don't use the coaster. <laughs> Okay, let's go. Anyways, okay. Back to the letters. Moving on to our next letter. This is from Hannah. It says, hi. Oh, it's entitled, Finally Following Up. Oh, hi, Hannah. Yay. It says, hi, Katie, Sean, and OTDM listeners. Hannah, Aussie, and Canada here. So I have a major apology to provide. I wrote ages ago. So far back, I forget the episode. And do not blame anyone for forgetting the story about my comment comment resulting in my youngest sister louise hacking off her hair before school on a monday i do remember this yeah (laughs) it took a month after the recording but i got louise's consent to send the picture Uh, remember because we're like we'd love to see it i'm like okay it's probably here at the bottom oh i don't see it is it attached i don't see the attachment okay anyways um And my mom sent the picture over to me by WhatsApp. By this time, I was attempting to get back to work. Thanks, long COVID. And didn't have much energy for months. Subsequently ended up off again. But not trying to make excuses here. I'm guessing many of us appreciate the quality of 1997 school photos. I learned that in the official school photo, mom had clipped or pinned Luis's hair back to minimize the visual of the hack job. And with her white blonde hair, it's impossible to see the hacking unless you know where it is due to photo quality. Mom couldn't find another picture which showed it better, so no decent photo, I'm afraid. Oh. I didn't want to send her photo out of respect if we couldn't get a decent visual picture of her hair hacking results. Right, right. <laughs> Understandably <clears throat> so. I laughed out loud at today's episode about the Italian recommendation never to get a coffee in St. Mark's Square in Venice due to its exorbitant price. Right. Because this is basically how my sister Anne met her husband. Oh, really? Oh, funny. Over she a $60 went, cup of coffee? I, I think so. She went traveling to Europe with our cousin and they were in Venice for her birthday. Our cousin had left her to go exploring with another person, so Anne decided to swallow the cost and buy a hot chocolate in the square for her birthday. Okay. Well, little did she know with the live... Um, well, with live string instruments in the background of the square that her waiter that day would be her husband and now be her husband. Oh, fantastic. How cute. Long story short, it seemed to be a romance movie of love at first sight and four days in Venice. She came home with a necklace from him, which then eventuated into a long distance relationship for a few years, only seeing each other in either Europe or Australia or I don't know if it's Australia, it's AUS. I think Australia because there's Aussie. That's uh. <laughs> quite expensive dating yeah prior to marriage (laughs) and now they have three beautiful children oh fantastic how exciting Hmm. quickly about new zealand riley speak pipe about crashing into her letter not litter box with her bike i believe she said letterbox which is out of the front of our driveways our equivalent of a north american mailbox not a rubbish or trash uh, or garbage bin riley can correct me if i'm wrong though i think you misheard her kiwi accent <laughs> also as an eldest sibling great advice in not trusting older sibling shenanigans riley <laughs> finally <clears throat> some local travel advice if you do visit australia again 
you can't get more Australian unless you try a sausage sizzle. I saw when they had a what's the elections in Australia that they had some people offering sausage sizzles out at the street. What is a sausage sizzle? I believe it's almost like what here they call them kaloshis, but it's like a pig in a blanket or like a crispy puff pastry thing around. I'll have to look it up um, around a sausage, I believe. I mean, I didn't I was just thinking of a sausage in a pan, like a crispy. But hey, that sounds good. I'm getting hungry. (laughs) We just ate. You're not hungry. Oh, look at them. They're almost it's just like a hot dog with a with some bread. Nice. That's awesome. That sounds good. A sausage sizzle is a grilled or barbecued food item and a community event held in Australia and New Zealand. A sausage is served in sliced bread or in a hot dog bun with grilled onions and various condiments. Most commonly tomato sauce, barbecue sauce or mustard. Is it lamb? Is tomato is it, sauce uh, a keyword for ketchup? Sounds like ketchup to me. Ketchup. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> we will definitely get a sausage sizzle. I do love a hot dog. Me it's too. pretty much just like a hot dog. Mm-hmm. No offense, Australians, but pretty much like hot dog. Um, but you have to get it at a local Bunnings, B-U-N-N-I-N-G-S. It's a hardware store chain similar to Lowe's or Home Depot. Oh, it makes sense. Get your weekend. sausage at the uh, hardware store on the weekend. I recently went to the Home Depot and beat the shit out of myself. Oh. So I went to get some, because we, ha- we have a new fence. I think we've talked to them about it because Roxy was getting out and it was falling down, literally. Um, I ran to Home Depot with my mama to get a clear... What's it called? Not a stain. Protectant? Yeah. Sealant. A sealant. And also some things to go under the fence to kind of prevent her from digging her hole across and diving under the fence and getting into her neighbor's yards. And because it's like spring has sprung, everybody there had those long pallet-like carts. So not a grocery cart with walls, like a flat one, flatbed. Because everybody, yeah, everybody's getting dirt and stuff, so they needed those. The guy at the front, when I asked, because they were empty, when I went looking for them, he's like, "They might be out in the parking lot." He's like, "You're happy to go look, but I do have this one that's used for lumber, and I think it will work for what you're doing." And it did work, but because I was getting these eight foot long things, they hung off the back and front, and they're metal. I scratched the shit up myself. I scratched up my leg twice, and then when I was trying to get the five gallon bucket of stain slash protectant for the fence. I rammed my leg into it thinking it was high enough to push onto this weird cart I had. It was not. So I have a nice big old bruise. So uh, never send me to any of those do it yourself or places because I'll hurt myself. (laughs) Okay. What else? Okay. So then that's what Bunnings is. Bunnings. You know, Costco has a great dog. They do. The, the, hot, the hot dog at Costco. It's is. a Polish dog, I believe they call it. Okay. Could be wrong, but I think that's what they call it. It says anyone will be able to direct you to their local Bunnings store. They'll have a tent set up out in the front of the green store in the car park with a barbecue cooking up some snags. Enjoy a bun, a snag, which is a sausage, onion and sauces, all helping raise money for grassroots organizations or sports clubs. They're in every city, so it's a must try experience. All right. I knew I loved Australians, but more reasons to love them. Love listening to the podcast on the weekends with a cup of tea. Stay safe, Hannah. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. That was fun. And yeah, I can't wait to go back to Australia. It's definitely on our list. I mean, there's so many places to see in the world, but Australia is such a huge continent and a huge country. We only got to be in Melbourne and that was it. Melbourne. I bet you could take a whole whole trip. and, and I know. 
Just go in a I... giant circle boat. Just keep going, you know, around the outer edge of the island. Yeah. <clears throat> Continent, not just an island. <laughs> I mean, I wonder is... how long it would take to drive that. <clears throat> oh, forever. Because wasn't it between Melbourne and Sydney? Six was hours. It, I thought it was like 10 hours or something, something crazy, wasn't it? But I would imagine there's some Australians that do it as a race. I bet you there's some sort of rally race. If anybody knows, report back. Um, yeah, love it. Oh, I did have a note in my own phone of something that I wanted people to write in about if they had something to write about. And it was sharing your first job that you made money. Mm. What was your first job after chores and getting paid for chores at home? That doesn't count. So like your first job that you went out into the world and did and how much did you get paid for it? Because we were talking with uh, Larry and my mom about prices and like, um, I think I'd even talked to my papa and grandma about this years ago, but like, you know, making $2 an hour, you're like, yeah, I'm the money. It's your money. Well, and it's all dependent on the era and how much things cost. Right. um, I don't remember what minimum wage was when I started work, but I think it was around like $7 or $6. Um, I was a paper boy. We didn't make much, but the more papers you delivered, the more money you made. So it behoove you to uh, be quick about it, be quick about it. And also when another paper route came out, came up or mm-hmm. became available then you would you would jump on it. yeah so uh one winter i i slowly killed seven other paper boys <laughs> you didn't <laughs> made a stage you know stage like it was an accident no one was the wiser uh, you know a couple slipped on the ice i got that paper out Ha-ha. <laughs> i'm just kidding well, somebody got there's only three i'm gonna say somebody aged up and got a different job pretty much i mean you, pretty much what it is you don't want to be a paper boy you know when you're 50 because uh well i, I don't like walking that much you know, I, I said keep you in shape. There was a video game when I was a kid oh, called Paperboy. Paperboy. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was terrible at and that. And you'd have to hit in, in like extra points and the dogs would come at you. And you'd have right. to like fight them off. I forgot about that. Well, I did that I, on my bicycle and I had my my papers slung over my shoulder mm-hmm. and in the Montreal Gazette, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm a terrible shot. So I, you get complaints from your, your, uh, oh, your really? clients like, hey, my paper was on my lawn or my paper. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I threw it there. <laughs> How, you know? You're supposed to hit the doors every time. Like, well, the path, at least, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. a good paper boy. Mm-hmm. A bad paper boy is, you know, like you hit a car, you break a window. And, well, no. it goes farther if you wrap them in a rock. You, you know? wrap a rock. <laughs> needs more weight behind it. Yeah. <laughs> you can get this one right up over the lawn. But, that's funny. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Do we have time for one last letter? Yeah. Uh, one last letter. And one then, last letter? Then we'll have to okay. get going. Got a skadeedle. So this is from Matt. And it is entitled... How to develop black and white film with coffee at home. Plus ah. a short update. I'm already excited. Moin. 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 Moin, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and everyone else listening. I'm pretty sure Sean is right about Gmail deleting mails from certain platforms. Mm-hmm. It's just weird that my mails go through, got through last summer. Maybe Google changed something since then. Anyway, I'm glad everything is working now. But somebody's on your side. Oh, I also heard from a member of our community because she was listening to our last podcast this might be two weeks ago now um, when we talked about putting peanut butter on celery yes. and you were like cheese was on celery. She is also a Canadian and she was like, Sean is correct. And I also laughed out loud and shouted at, at her in her car. Yes, it's delicious. <laughs> and she was like, my mom put cheese was on everything. They had the jars of cheese was. Yeah. That jar of cheese was, was she's like, the they put bomb. it on bread. They do cheese was sandwich. They everything cheese was honestly she's like, maybe it's cause we were on a budget. No, just like, cheese was so good. Delicious. Yeah. That- 
Like, but on celery, I, I'm suspicious, but she swears to me it's delicious, and I'm incorrect, and I stand corrected, I said, I guess. And that sound when the when the vacuum seal is broken on the jar? Yeah. How, how would you make that? Yeah, just like that. <laughs> and then you get that whiff of, it. it's cheese, but it's not like a, a block of cheese. It's like this tangy, fake... Processed. Special cheese. Yeah, processed. <laughs> it's just funny when you talked about cheese whiz. Yeah. We never really, I mean, maybe we had it at the house, but ours was always in the can. Mm. This jar thing is a very new development in my world. Mm. I'm sure we had it. We just didn't buy that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I would get grossed out with cheese whiz though. And this is, it's the same thing with butter. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you get toast crumbs. Oh, you can't get stuff in it. No, yeah. then it's bad. Well, because eventually after about, let's see, one, two, maybe about <laughs> 10 years, it, it, it'll, uh, it'll turn on you and when you open it when cheese was goes bad yeah so you open it and it's got fangs and like it's green and furry yep. yeah cheese was goes bad yeah okay so he's so talking about gmail and then you just scrape the green stuff off and you go for the cheese underneath no, it's, it's different that's not like solid cheese mm. it's a processed whipped product but the other cheese is so good <laughs> oh my god Okay, so first, a short update on the medical situation to keep the tension up or something. Okay. I started the immunosuppressant, azrathioropine. I'm probably saying that wrong. God bless you. I know. (laughs) But the weekend after, I noticed quite a few pedici, which is an indicator for low platelet count. Pedici? I don't know what that is. I'm probably saying it way wrong, but I'm going to look it up. P-E-T-E-C-H-I-A-E. Oh, small red or purple spots on the skin caused by a minor bleed or broken capillary. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And I'm probably saying it completely wrong, but anyway, that's what it is. Okay. And that makes sense why they're saying a low platelet count. So I also started predna- prednisone. No, prednisolone, because that works faster. Azathioprine starts to work after about four to six weeks and prednisolone starts to work almost immediately. And I really noticed changes almost immediately. I basically thought I had a cold since November. So, so for about three months, since I always had a stuffy nose, especially when trying to sleep that night, everything was fine. <coughs> oh, bless you. Kazoon that type. was a wet one. <clears throat> Thanks for the update. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. I send it back. Okay. Um, I sniffed it back. I sniffed it back. That night, everything was fine, and I haven't had a stuffy nose since then. Wow. My hypothesis is that the sarcoidosis affected my nose as well. It's possible immune, like, what's the word? Autoimmune diseases, I guess, as a whole. We, I feel like we'd still, there's still so much yet to learn or know about them. You know? I mean, I know nothing. So there is a lot to learn in that department. Yes. It also, the lump in my parotid gland has shrunk a lot, which is great. That is great. Thanks for the update. Okay. Oh, and now we're moving on. Well, okay. thank you for the update. I hope things continue in the right direction. And now to the actual topic, how to develop black and white film with instant coffee, mm. the coffee First of all, it is actually pretty easy and you don't need a whole dark room. I kind of feel like Matt's a spy. Who, who has that talent? Matt has a lot of talents. But maybe it's just like resources and being... Probably has a shoe that's a Being camera. really industrious, you know? You know, you take the shoe off. And oh, you, yeah. You go, and like you that old picture. Get Smart movie. Yeah, exactly. And then and then he, you know, he's, he hides also the microfilm. Also turns into a phone. Yeah. 
yeah. the shoe phone. Yeah. Worst case scenario, throw the shoe at somebody. And there's like a drop off, and Matt Matt yeah. gets the the microfilm, and 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 mm. uh, then he has to develop it in mm. some cafe in you know Eastern Europe somewhere. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's yeah. a lot. Make sure the Russians don't catch it. Mm. You know, Russians. Yeah. Okay. First of all, it's actually pretty easy. Don't need a whole oh. dark room. And there, uh, there are slightly different recipes all over the internet. And I just tried one from a video I liked, and it worked very well with my film. A likely cover story. Different circumstances may need different proportions of ingredients or different developing times, though. For the actual developer, a.k.a. caffeinol, you need a cheap instant coffee. The stuff that you cannot drink, to be honest. Like the grossest. Okay. <clears throat> Washing soda. Does that mean like baking soda? I don't know what washing soda is. Vitamin C powder. Okay. And iodized, ionized salt. Hmm. You also need your exposed black and white film, obviously. A film developing tank and a dark room bag. Or an actual dark room works fine as well, but you could just put it into a bag. A thermometer, a kitchen scale, jugs, water, dish soap, and film fixer. Now, there are videos for homemade fixers as well, but I used a chemical one. Gotcha. The recipe for the caffeinol is from the caffeinol cookbook. I'll put the link in the PS below as well and link the video that I watched. Thank you so, so much. So I won't get into it, into too much detail here, but first you need to get your film into the tank. For that, you need the dark room bag. Getting the film in there can be a challenge. You obviously can't see what you're doing inside. Yeah, it's got it. You're like in the dark, like, <laughs> you know, it's hoping for the best. Okay. So you should practice beforehand. As soon as the film is in the tank, you can start with mixing the developer. Just follow the recipe. The steps are developing, then washing off the developer, fixing, and washing off the fixer. Oh, so you're putting it on, taking it off, putting it on, taking it off. We got this. And then letting the film dry, of course. And that's it. The great thing about caffeinol, and mostly why I wanted to try this before buying, you know, the real chemicals, is that you can just pour it down the drain after using it. Right, as opposed to having toxic soup. Yeah, because then what do you do with it? Like, put it in the garbage in a bag and hope it doesn't leak? And I don't, I don't know. know. <clears throat> or is but there... I hate the smell of film being developed. That... Well, it's rotten eggs. It's like sulfur, isn't it? Uh, Ours is always rotten eggs smelling. No, but there was like film... I forget what the name of the company was it was an independent uh feature or independent motion picture development company mm. uh and the first place actually where i met lamar uh they had an office in the back room of this place oh. so we were working for a small indie production company in the back of a film development company oh, so you had to smell that and it was on time. colorado remember that that bank yeah, building yeah, that yeah. i pointed that out all the time where that was oh, that okay. was in that building i i forget what the name of it was i don't know what's in there now i but, forget oof, but yeah. that, that smell it's pretty pretty pungent. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so that's the, the caffeinol you just pour it down the drain. And the fixer is reusable at least a few times. I do remember that too. For me, it worked really well. I've attached some pictures. The quality of the picture isn't perfect, but that's because I'm still learning how to use or adjust the camera and the settings. Mm. Now a short paragraph about how caffeinol works. I did chemistry A-levels, but that was almost eight years ago. So naturally, I asked Google, LOL. Quote, <clears throat> Coffee contains the phenol of caffic acid, which in a pH 11 solution reacts with the developable, developable silver halide, halide. halide crystals, leaving metallic silver back on the film. When vitamin C is added to the caffeinol solution, or caffeinol, I don't know if I'm saying it right, caffeinol, it recharges the caff 
caffeic acid, allowing it to develop film faster. The washing soda is for the pH regulation. And I've also read that the vitamin C increases the contrast. Oh, cool. I'm not completely satisfied with this explanation, but I also don't have enough time to learn about the chemistry, chemistry behind film development right now. Maybe sometime in the future. Still, I hope you all learned something from this. We did, and thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Until next time, Matt. And then there's the PSs of the video that he watched and the Caffeinol cookbook, and there's the photos. Wow, developing it with Beautiful. How cool. Yeah, I love the I love vine-covered buildings, although I know... Oh, look, signs. Very nice. Oh, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Thank you, you did for sending good. That. That's really interesting. And that is so <clears throat> interesting. Um chemistry is cool and those are kind of one of the the ways that i think you might not realize if you didn't look into all the chemistry of it like ways that you're using things in school that maybe you didn't think you would you know when when sometimes i mean i joke about like when did we ever use the pythagorean theorem but they never taught us to do taxes you know it's like stupid holes in our education system but there are certain ways you use things without realizing it like you know that's chemistry also cooking's chemistry by the way yeah very cool. Okay, we actually have one more letter. I'm gonna. Uh, okay. His letters are never very long, hmm. and they're always, you know, packed with information. Okay. And so let's learn something again because Matt just taught us something amazing. This is from Ben. Hey. Hi. I always get excited to see his little avatar. Okay. This is called on password selection. Uh, I feel like t- the sooner we all know, the better, right? says, hey, Katie and Sean, on episode 105, you discussed creating secure passwords. Mm -hmm. We did. Thank you for reaching out, Ben. I appreciate this. Okay. The best guidance for this I have ever found has been from the excellent web comic XKCD. And he has, there's a link. It can be included with attribution. Their suggestion is to use four random words, putting them into a sentence. Essentially, dictionary words can be guessed by stringing them together. For instance, the word password or 123456 are both common passwords. The person hacking the account can just try those guesses and see if they work. That's how that mentalist did it when we saw him, Mm -hmm. when he hacked that person's phone, the Mm -hmm. rando. Everyone's like, oh, it must have been a plant in the audience. And afterwards, he said, no, it's because a lot of people. So he goes to the back of the audience, which Mm -hmm. gives him enough time to make his way to the stage again. So it's the longest distance. Mm -hmm. And then while he's walking back, he's talking to the audience, keeping them busy while he tries one, two, three, four, uh, and the word password. And he said, most times he does it. And if he gets it, then, uh, then he goes on with the bit in one direction. If he doesn't get it, then he uses it for something else. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. Ben says personally, I do a bit of a mix Mm -hmm. using a few words that mean something to me, but aren't common knowledge and do some transformations on a custom set of rules to me. Obviously I can't share all those details as much as I can use a password manager called. Oh, as much as I can, I use a password manager called Bitwarden. I'm going to guess Ben's password right now through the power of Mm. mentalism. I'm going to say it is shih tzu. Nope. 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 Lollipop. I got, I got to concentrate. Ham radio operator Tesla one two three. Did I get it? Did I get you? I'm halfway there. Blink, blink if it's yes, Ben. (laughs) But he uses the password manager Bitwarden, which can't be shared everywhere. Okay. So thanks for all you do, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. That was really helpful. And it's interesting because passwords they're tricky. I used to take regular words and misspell them as passwords. That oh, was another trick. That's that's misdirection. That's good. Aha. You thought I was going one way? When I zig, when you think I zig, I zig. <laughs> I'm no. just a bad spieler. 
<laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, uh, spoilers, I'm a bad spieler. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the way it goes. Okay, that's, that's, goes. that's another episode, right? Yeah, it's another one in the bag. In the can. In, in the, the bag. can. Have a wonderful weekend. And please send this in to otdmpod at gmail.com. Uh, your first job that you got paid for, away, aside from chores. Because I want to hear them. And we have some funny stories to tell. We do. I okay. mean, you were a paper boy. I was a babysitter, but there's much more than that. Yeah. I had some other jobs afterwards. I, I may, they weren't the first ones, but they're, I, I was, uh, yeah. I had a lot of jobs in life. And, uh, some of them were pretty, pretty boring, but I you know, did some funny things to keep myself occupied. So yeah, we'll share those details at a later date. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.